Amen. Happy Father's Day. Men, one more time. Happy Father's Day, guys. We're going to do something today. I want to do something. I'm, I'm going to minister to you guys what the Word of God says, and I, and I want to start off by make, go to Go to Psalms 8, and as, I, as you go there, I want, I want to read something. There was a time in the United States of America that we celebrated masculinity. Did you know that? Um, when I was a boy, we had a TV show called Daniel Boone, and the song went, Daniel Boone was a... Come on, come on, man. I'm trying to keep, I'm, we're going to get you out of wimp hood today. Don't wimp on me now. Daniel Boone was a man. Yes, a big man. And um, our, we, we watched movies like uh, John Wayne, Patton. Boys started off his childhood wanting to be a fireman, a policeman, an army man. And men, boys were taught to be men. You know, we had BB guns, and no, we didn't shoot anybody's eyes out. What's the Christmas story where he wanted the Red Rider? Man, I love that because I always wanted a Red Rider. And I got me a little BB gun, and I, and, and I finally got tired of it and bought me a twenty-two. but I never told my mother. And she was sitting on the front row one Sunday, and, and I noticed she's turned, her hair got redder, and she was getting angry. And I thought, what is my, what's going on with my mother? And I didn't realize that that was when she first learned that I had bought a 22. And all those squirrels did not die by the Red Rider. <laughs> she was like, when did you get? I said, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, your sins will find you out. But, you know, there was a time in the United States where we celebrated menhood and I believe with all of my heart that Satan has done everything in his power to diminish that. Yes. And I think it's time for us to come back and let men be men. Amen. And we were made in the image of God to be a men. And, and there's a lot of things I'm going to say today that are, are mankind and includes women. But today's not your day and this is not your donut. So... We're going to talk, I want to talk to the men because I think it's time for me to minister to them so that they can begin to take their place as the head of their homes and become the men of God that God desired men to be. Now, if you're in here today, and, and I'm going to make a statement, there's always men in the room who didn't have a dad. I grew up without a dad, and I understand that. So I'm going to minister to you right now and tell you this. It is better to have not had a dad than to have had a bad dad. My dad would come to my house oh, once a year and he was always drunk. And I was glad when he went home. It was better. God was my daddy and he took good care of me. I had a good boyhood. Somehow or another, God got in there and made sure there were men in my life that were there for me, male role models that would take me hunting and do things with me. And so it is today. So don't, don't cry if you're here and go, I have dead. <laughs> no, you had God. And um, so, so I did something. 
When I became a father, I decided not to make the mistakes my dad made to be a dad, to be there, to be a good husband, to be a man of God. So whatever my dad did, I did the opposite of that because I, I, I knew what it was like to grow up without a father. Now, have I been perfect? No, I don't think any man is perfect. But listen, you can have a perfect heart. Do your best. Your kids know it. They know when you're just doing your best and it may be imperfect. They love you anyway. Amen. So let's go to Psalm 8. And I'm going to read a powerful, powerful scripture in our Bible. Um, It's it's absolutely one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. Uh, And it says something that really today is appropriate for that. Psalm 8. Verse 3, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You have made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor and made him to have dominion over the work of your hands and put all things under his feet. When God made a man, now understand, I understand mankind. Man is the highest order of God in the universe. That is an absolutely astounding statement. Every devil in hell would like to diminish that. To the point, the other day Lisa and I were watching a movie and there was this henpecked little man on the movie. It's becoming to where women are being so glorified that men are wanting to become women. Don't shout me down. It's the truth. And man, men acting like a man is diminished. I know that this is, I'm going to say something political, and, and for the first time since Reagan, we have a man in the White House, and the world does not know what to do with him, because he's not wussing to anybody. Well, I don't like his mouth. I love his mouth. Because he ain't taking any bull off of anybody. And we finally got somebody with guts. And along with that comes masculinity. Men are sheepdogs. You remember the movie 13 Hours? Men, you remember it. Your wives didn't watch it. But we did. Everybody was, you know, kind of the guys with the guns and the, and the guys with their pistols and the guys until all hell broke loose. Who went on the roof? The men. Who, who protected them from assault after assault of 40 to 50, three men, three men. Stopped wave after wave of hell, and then everybody liked them. Sheepdogs aren't liked. 
Because they, there's an attitude in what we call males that's downplayed. But every boy should grow up wanting to be a man. And every mother should let him. Now that means he's going to do it wrong. Leave him alone. I'm talking about 18 and older. When he gets old enough to screw it up, let him mess it up. Let him be a man. He'll figure this thing out. Cut the apron springs off of your little 18-year-old boy. Start talking to him like a man. Treat him like a man. I'll guarantee you he'll step into the shoes. Oh, he might mess up a few times. Just leave him alone. He'll fix it. When he, he, and when he's out driving, don't tell him where to go. He'll figure it out. He's a man. Honey, you going to stop for directions? No, I got this. We've been circling for hours. Let him be a man. Now, I want to read something to you. Are y'all okay? Everybody breathe. What is a man that you're mindful of him? And I don't know whether this is an angel. I don't know who's talking to him. But they're looking down on the earth and going, that you, now, I want you to think about that, what I just said. We, we talk about how magnificent the solar system is, and it is. The moon, the stars, everything. And why did God make it for me? That means I'm pretty important. Men, why did he make the whole universe for you? Think about that for a minute. That places a value on you like none other. What is, what is a man? And then it says you have made him a little lower than angels. And if you're reading your Bible, it says Hebrew, Elohim. Elohim is the, is the Hebrew word God. He made a man one step below God Almighty. There is nothing walking this planet that outranks you, but God himself. That's quite a statement. And the reason that the Hebrews put angel in there is because they're wimping out. It's hard for someone to hear that, you know, in school, I remembered Mark Hankins was preaching a sermon one time. And the teacher said, how many of y'all are mammals? And everybody raised their hand, but Mark. Well, Mark, if you're not a mammal, what are you? I'm a son of God. She said, don't get religious. He said, honey, I'm not. I'm not a mammal. I'm not in the same class with a dog. The reason you ladies like dogs is they they mind you. Your husband does not. You can kick the dog and he'll like you. You kick your husband, he don't like it too much. Come on, I'm reading the Bible. You've made him a little lower than God, and you crowned him with glory and honor and made him the man to have dominion over the work of your hands and put everything on this earth under our feet. Now, I'm going to get ahead of myself right now, but let me make a statement to you. I'm trying to change the mental image in your head because until you change the way you think, you're not changing the way you act. Amen. 
You will never rise up to be the man God made you until you see that you are made a son of God. You'll never act like a son of God. You'll act like a little heathen because you think you're a little heathen because your mama told you a little heathen. All right. Don't get mad at me. Go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. We're going to look at a few scriptures. Amen. Now, men, I'm going to need your help today. Women, give them permission to say amen. 126. And God said, let us make man, I realize this is mankind, in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on it. And God created man in his own image and the image of God created he, him, male and female. He created him and he blessed them. There is no, there is no one on this earth that outranks man. Now, when I say that, we understand he's talking about men and women. But in the domestic household, the man is the head. Now, men, let me help you with something right now before we get going. You cannot rule without being under God. If you're asking, why doesn't anyone respect me? That's because your wife is under God and you're not. If you want to rule and reign, you were not designed to rule and reign without him. As a matter of fact, you cannot. Without the Holy Spirit, you'll never step into your dominion. But with him, there is nothing impossible to you as a man. Nothing. If you're struggling in your flesh as a man, come back to God. You're not God, you're a man. You come, grace makes life easy. Jesus struggled with his flesh and he learned obedience by the things he suffered. Obedience is a big deal to God, but once you're under him, you're back in authority. Don't ever forget it. To be a holy man is to be a whole man. To be unholy is to be a half of a man. It takes guts to live for Jesus in our society. No one in a restaurant has ever been concerned about me praying. I don't care what you think. That's frowned upon sometimes. Well, you know, you don't want to offend anybody. I don't care. If my Christianity is bothering you, I thank God for it. Because I'm a man. I'm set a standard just like Jesus did. Okay, men? I'm also the head of my house. Because I took my place there. I made a vow and I stayed with it. Easy? Oh, no. I hadn't gotten Lisa totally trained yet. But it just... <laughs> This takes a little while. You just have to work and work and work. But we'll get her there one day. But she's doing a lot better than she used to. And I've learned a couple of things myself. Amen. All right, listen to this. Man was made in the same class as God until he fell. He was the highest order until he submitted to Satan. And all hell, poverty, and sickness, and war 
is because of all that was because of the fall. Jesus came to restore man back to God in his original rightful place. Now, we're going to talk about this in a minute. We're going to show you in the Bible that you are destined to be a king in the earth. You're a king. Jesus is the king of kings. He's not talking about politicians. Not talking about a head of a country. That's physical. If Jesus is the king of kings, who's the king he's the king of? I'm no pauper and neither are you. I want you to think about that for a little bit. Because like I said a while ago, God will never get you to rule and reign until you can see who you are. You will never. See, if you want people to respect you, you respect you. If you want them to like you, you like you. They will never. You say, well, no one gives me respect. Well, why don't you start treating yourself right? It'll demand respect. Don't impress people. Be impressive. Own the room when you walk in it. You understand this? Control yourself before you start trying to control people around you. Make sure you're controlling you. When you raise your voice and start screaming, it means you're losing the fight. And I said this earlier, and I I use the policeman, and we always have. As a policeman, you can give a ticket with a smile. You don't have to scream. I just want to let you know that I'm giving you a wonderful gift today. I've just saved you a lot of money because I didn't give you the two tickets you deserved. I'm only giving you one. But, you know, you can, you can, be, you can, you can spank them without being ugly. You don't snatch them out of the car and get nuts. And as a man, you don't have to be that way at home. You know, the boys will tell you, I spanked them smiling a lot. <laughs> Come on in here, I'm going to whip you. <laughs> Whap, you know. <laughs> you don't have to scream at everybody. That just shows that you're really, you, you're, the problem you're having is inside you. It's an insecurity going on in you. Once you accept you, and you won't accept you until you know God has. You got to get your image from God, and then it's correct, isn't it? All right, thank you. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you saying that. Genesis chapter 6. Turn, turn the page, two pages. I'm going to show you something in the Bible. Chapter 6, verse 1. It came to pass when men, say men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, men. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves and all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, say man, forever for he indeed is flesh and yet his days will be 120 years. And there were giants on the earth in those days and afterwards when the sons of God came to the daughters of men, they bore children of them and they were mighty men who were of old renown. Where in the world did we ever get this doctrine that, that aliens came and mated with women? It's everywhere. I mean, every time, there's so much goofiness out there on the internet that, they, that this scripture means that somehow an alien came and, and, enter, and had entered into a woman. And that's where the giants in the earth. It says right there they were men. You know what throws people? The term sons of God. 
because we've been taught since the fall we're not a son of God anymore. And if that's true, you're right since you lost your salvation. But Jesus is the son of God because he's the second Adam. So where did they get this term, sons of God? They got it because this is not long after Adam. Men in the earth were referred to as sons of God and the women were referred to as as women from men because Eve came from the man. This is not talking about aliens and it's not talking about demons having sex with people. That's crazy stuff. All of it dimension demeans manhood. We are the ones that were made in the image of God and were referred to in the Bible as sons of God. Come on, man, I am doing my best. I'm going to show you something in a minute that I'm hoping will elevate you up to where you'll start walking in the dominion God gave you as a man. Go, go to uh, Hebrews chapter 2. I'll just look it on the screen because I don't. It was fitting for him for whom all things and by all things in bringing many what? Sons to glory. Who is he talking about? Not demons, not aliens from Mars. People. Man, men are referred to in the Bible as sons of God. Now, today, the big deal, the big deal is the Avengers, comic books, and superheroes. Because every man on the earth knows that somewhere in our past, we ruled and reigned with God. And the world does not know what to do about that. If they would skip Superman and look to Jesus, they'd find him. When they're trying to create a superhero out of a man without the blood of Jesus. Thor is God, but he's no God. You, a man outside of Jesus, you're no God. But inside of when you come under God, you're you coming back in the place of royalty again. Boy, I wish I could get the young men in the generation to quit chasing the world and chase Jesus. Jesus will do more with you than the world will ever do. You will never make it without God. The highest order is for you to walk with God. And I see young men today, they're like, well, I couldn't make it to church. You wouldn't miss work if hell froze over. And you don't realize you're forfeiting royalty. You're royalty. Romans 6. Go to Romans Mankind was not designed for slavery. People cannot tolerate slavery. 
No man on this earth will put up with it for long. Wars are begun because somebody's trying to subdue someone else. All wars are spiritual. All wars are spiritual. We're trying to fix it in the natural. If you're going to throw Jesus out of Washington, you're just going to create a war. You're going to throw the Prince of Peace out and expect to have a world without, with, that's not going to happen. Look at, look at Romans 6, um, 16. Do you not know that, that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness? But thanks be to God that through Jesus that you were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became a slave in righteousness. Man was not destined for slavery. God does not want you a slave to sickness, poverty, or spiritual death, or devils. He doesn't want you bowing your knee to anything. And you know that. Now, let me help. Let me help you with something right now. We were talking about money a while ago. Stop talking to people about social justice. It's a lie from hell. You don't take money from a rich man and give it to a poor man and say that's right. The problem with mankind is man is under curse. Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law. You want a man to come out of poverty? Give him Jesus Christ. Say, if you'll come to Jesus, the curse will be broken off of you and then you can come out of poverty and you'll be a slave to poverty no more. When you go into a hospital, you're going in there and you're talking to them about laying hands on the sick. Talk to them about what Jesus did. He broke the power of sickness over you. If you don't want to be under the slavery of cancer, then come under Jesus and walk as a man of God in the earth like Jesus did and become a slave to nothing. I don't allow sin to rule in me. I don't think I haven't talked to the devil. Shut up, you foul thing. Shut up in Jesus' name. Take those thoughts. Go in Jesus' name. I will not submit to that. No, I will not. Poverty, no. Sickness, no. Why? Where did I get that? I got it from a man who ruled and reigned named Jesus when he looked at me and said, I destined you to rule and reign as a king in the earth. Kings are not underneath people. What they say goes. You do not reign in Jesus if you're not under Jesus. Stop trying to get faith to work as a parachute. It's a life. You walk by faith every day of your life. You walk in dominion 365 and one-fourth days a year, not just when you go to the hospital, not just when you lose your job. That's not your source. 
Walk by faith every day of your life. Heavenly Father, you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ. You've given me dominion over all the work of your hands. All of the gold, all the silver is mine in Jesus' name. And by the way, thank you for my job. That's only one flow. That's only one river in your life. Go to Romans 5.17. Pop it on the screen and then we'll go to Revelation 1. Go to Romans. For by one man's offense, death reigned through that one. That's Adam. That's what's wrong in the world today. Much more those, say me, me, who received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will what? Reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Men, men. You're destined in the earth to reign. Yes, amen. Imagine what God could do to, through one submitted man. Yes, yes. I was reading the other day about Paul Youngie Cho having a million people. That's raining. Yes. We're fixing to increase here because we're going to reign. You're going to increase because you're going to reign. I'm calling the men of this church back to manhood. And and ladies, when they start acting like it, shh. I can guarantee you they will vomit. You will mess up more than you succeed. It's okay. It's a part of life. Just don't stay down. And women, shh. Just look at him and say, baby, you, you the man. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you a secret. Ladies, I'll tell all the men to close their ears right now. I'm going to give you all a secret. You treat a man with respect, and he will kill himself for you. You treat him with disrespect, and he will walk out your front door. You say, he doesn't deserve it. I got it. Give it to him anyway. Men, it's time for y'all to rise up and be men right now. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you for you three men in this church. (laughs) Revelation 1.6, look at this. I love this. He has made us what? Kings and priests to his God. Now, I'm going to make a statement. I want to read something to you. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm going to read something to you. Page two first. Your self-value, self-value commands respect. Others treat you like you treat yourself. They see you as you see yourself. If you want people to change, you change. Put on the new man. Put him on. You got dressed this morning, didn't you? I mean, you didn't wake up this morning and go, God, what do you want me to wear? And showed up in church in your Fruit of the Looms? Well, the Lord didn't show me what to put on, so I came to church in my BVDs. No, get dressed. If you can put clothing on, can you put on the new man? You can change until your thinking changes. Nothing else is going to. Your problems are not external. 
They're internal. Where do you think Jesus found out who he was? From the Bible. Gabriel did not come down and sit with Jesus. And Mary's in the room cooking. He goes, shh, I'm going to show you who you are. You're really the son of God. And that didn't happen. Where did Jesus find out who he was? Through this. Where are you going to find out who you are? Right here. And when you do, you're going to put him on. When you put him on, then you're going to walk in it. If you don't put him on, you won't walk in this. Because the world is not going to tell you who you are. The only person to tell you who you are is God. And he wrote a book on who you are. All right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Listen, now listen to me very carefully. You merit the confidence of others when you practice trusting yourself. You stamp your own value by the very thoughts and words and actions. You want, you want people to respect you? Act like it. You don't need to scream at everybody. Your anger is not showing masculinity. <laughs> Never entertain a demeaning thought about yourself again. Don't do it. Don't demean what God paid such a high price for. Why would you think less when God thought so much that he sent his son to die in the place for you. That's his value he stamped on you. Why would you demean that? When God says you're a son of God, why would you say otherwise? When God said you're a king and a priest, why would you say or think otherwise? Is it wrong to think this way? No, it's wrong not to. Men should have ambition. Yes. That ambition is going to cause a trouble, but it's good trouble. Because a, because a real man is not going to sit around and watch a TV all day. He's going to get up and go do something. Because of that, he's been put down. And so he just quits. What do you think all these bums on the side of the road are for? Now, I'm going to tell you where some of it's coming from. Now, you, our society has created it. You have a man who worked himself to the bone to create finances, a home, and a house, and a family. And his marriage split up, and the courts gave it all to the woman and put him on the street. And he's going to heck with me doing that again. I ain't doing it again. He'd rather sit in the gutter than to work his butt off and give it to somebody for nothing. And you want to marry a man after he's been married twice? He won't marry you. He can get sex for free. And, you know, I ain't going to put a house over your head because the moment you, you get upset, you're going to take it. Y'all are quiet. Y'all are awfully quiet. I think sometimes we have to have these talks. So after a while, a man goes, well, every time I rise up, someone kicks me in the teeth. Well, you got to keep rising up and be a man and marry a good woman that's not going to take you to the cleaners. Go to church, pray in the Holy Ghost, get one that God says, not because she's cute, 
Thank you for y'all's enthusiasm. <laughs> Never speak or act as a second-class person. Come on, somebody, help me out. Boy, I'm going to tell you, I'm so sick of poverty. I grew up with poverty, and I slap, hate it. I, Lisa, you know, she comes to me, and she's a sweet girl. She didn't grow up the way I did. She says, you know, you could buy that truck used for a little less. I go, I know, but I hate used anything. I had used bicycles. I had used clothing. I grew up with used. My new bicycle was 20 years old when, my, when I got it. And my dad beat the rims back around for me and called it a new bike. It's not a new bike. My clothes was my cousin's. I don't, I don't, you, you don't see me in, what's that look? That's the goodwill. If you see me there, I'm taking clothes to them. Now let's talk about restaurants now. I will not order something off of the menu because it's on sale. <laughs> Just because it's less money. I don't want it. I don't want to eat it and I'm not going to eat it. Now Lisa, and I, I, I teased her this morning and I'm sure that I'll catch it when I get home. She'll go in there and say, you want to share a meal? No. Well, she thinks I'm... She thinks I need to lose weight. I don't know where she got that idea from. <laughs> Listen, in all reality, you know, there are days when I want a steak. I, I mean, come on, guys. I just don't want, I don't want a burger and I don't want a taco. And, and don't ever go in a restaurant and tell me what it cost. I just, I abhor that. Y'all went quiet. I did not say go in debt to eat steak. But if you have the money and that's what you want, if you want a taco, get a taco. But don't tell me to get a taco because it's two for one. I don't care. And there are suit companies where the suits are hot. It's junk. And I'm not wearing it. My coats feel like tissue paper. I ain't wearing no hot suit preaching to you. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? What in the world is wrong with dressing up every once in a while and looking good? You know, one of the things that I notice about, especially these young guys over here, what's the word, Justin, um, that Mary Fran was? They're dripping in the sauce. Dripping in the sauce. Now, Mary Fran loved that. I mean, who was it that said that? Was that? Lindbergh. Dripping in the sauce. What's dripping in the sauce mean? Looking good. Now, let me ask you something. Let me ask you know, do you know there's a time when, you, when what's in you need to manifest outside of you? You know, I, I, I got to tell you all I did this, and I told the first group I did this. It's so funny. I found out that northern black churches dress up. They all dress up. 
Even the children come to church in suits. They look sharp. Now, I went to, Mary Fran had a meeting up in Michigan, and I thought, it's snowing, it's cold. So I went in in blue jeans and a blazer. I'm the most underdressed guy. I mean, the children are coming with suits, and I'm going, hey, this don't look good. This don't. So I left the meeting and went to the mall. I went, I walked back in that church and know that there's a, come on, y'all, there's a time to dress up. There's a time to look nice. It commands respect. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with holy jeans. At home. In the garden. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I, I'm, I can see them around the room. I know I'm picking on people. And, and, and I'm not saying there's not occasional. But let me tell you something. If you're dressed like that all the time, there's something going on here. Amen. You dress down all the time. There's, some, there's something going on inside of you. You don't go to Burger King every time you step outside. And when you want a vehicle, God ain't broke. He, he, he can afford a nice one. You know, it's almost like we're afraid to dream. It's almost like, you know, well, you don't want to be, you don't want anybody to think that you're covetous. I don't care. When I crank up my truck, I want it to run. That's why I don't have a Ford or a Chevy. I want it to run when I crank it up. I'm going to do a Toyota announcement right now. I want to give you all of them. I've had Toyota since 76. They've been in the shop twice. All right. Harley Davidson says they don't sell motorcycles, they sell image. Why in the world would a man want to buy an airplane engine that didn't run in the airplane and it, and it fires and misfires and it doesn't have a radiator so you have an image? Buy a Honda, it runs. If you're a man, buy what you want. Where's your Harley? I'm not that stupid. I'm not, you know, if you want it, that's fine if you want one. But, but when you're on the side of the road because it's hot and you're in traffic and you've got to park it because you can't run it down, you can't go to Daytona Beach, it doesn't have a radiator, you're going to burn the heads right off that thing. Don't shout me down. You bought it to, be, to look bad. I am bad. I don't need to buy a motorcycle to be bad. I'm talking about bad, like I'm bad, man. I'm bad. Okay. I'm the man. You put a diamond in a, in, a, in a brown paper sack, it's a diamond. That's right. You put me on a moped, I'm still a man. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have to go to show you anything. Now, that's okay. If y'all want a Harley, buy one. I'll pick you up on the side of the road and jump you off when you need it. <laughs> Where were we before I started ranting and raving? Man, I'm trying to help us. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Say, I'm a man. I'm a man of God. We are men of God. If you're a child of God, you're a man of God. 
I, I, I know I tell you these stories all the time, and I think they bear repeating. And, and, it, and it bothers me that people have done this. I was out at Orlando Country Airport one day, and I don't know who Benny Hinn's pastor was. There was a man there for a while that was the pastor of the church. I, I forgot who he was. And, um, and I just landed in my airplane, and I was out there with another guy. And this man that I'm standing with said, that's, ben, that's the pastor of, of, of the, what's, what was Benny Hinn's church name? OCC. OCC. That's the pastor of OCC. I said, is it? And I walked up and introduced myself. I walked up and I said, hello, your name is? My name is Pastor Daryl Morgan, Word of Life Church. And the guy I'm with went, who do you think you are? Have y'all ever heard statements like, who do you think you are? Because I introduced myself to some other person. He puts his britches on the same way I did. He's washing the same blood I'm washed in. I'm not inferior to a man in a bigger church. I, I don't have that image of myself. As a matter of fact, until you change the image of yourself, you're not going anywhere. And I looked at him and I said, the problem is not who, whether who I am. My problem I'm having is you don't know who I am. I mean, I just flat told him, you don't know who I am. How are you going to change anything until you change the image of yourself inside you? Amen. You're not going to. That has to be the first thing that changes in you, and you've got to get it from God. Are you made in the image of God? Are you a son of God? Think that way. That's not wrong. It's not wrong. The earth is my father's. I was in an airplane one day flying someplace, and I decided to go first class, and I'm going to tell you why. You sit 20-something hours in between two men reading Playboys, you're not ready to preach. <laughs> and it's grueling. It's grueling on your body. Why in the world would I want to sit in the back of the plane when I can sit in first class? Well, you're a preacher. So? Maybe one day we need to talk about what a preacher is. Preachers are the highest ranking men in the city. I trump the mayor. Because the way the church goes, the city goes. Not the way city hall goes. We put the mayor in. We're the ones that set the standard. But yet, but yet the world has had this. They're trying to tell you who you are. So I'm sitting in first class and I'm sitting next to a businessman who's pouring liquor all over himself. And he said, what do you do for a living? And I mistakenly said, I'm a pastor. And he liked to spit up his martini and said, what are you doing up here? And I leaned over and I said, my father owns the sky you're in. Amen. Matter of fact, I should ask you, what are you doing up here? You little heathen from hell, demons are in the back. Go back there. Folks, this is our earth. The gold is ours. The oil is ours. 
the money belongs to you. Not the world. God didn't make all this junk for the heathen. Benny Hinn gets an airplane, everybody falls apart. Nobody said nothing about the mafia. And we've been taught to think this way. Something inherently wrong with you having anything or anything nice. And, and we, we come to church and our kids don't want Jesus because they watch all of the poverty and they think they got to leave the church and go into the world to be somebody. And it's exactly the opposite. The moment they go out there, they stop being somebody. And then when the pastor gets a nice truck, What'd you pay for that? None of your business. Don't ever ask him. Someone, wow. help me, Jesus. It's almost like men are apologizing for being men. A man is a sheepdog. He runs to the fight. That's a real man. And they're going to act like men and they're not going to act like women. And women, stop trying to turn him into your girlfriend. He is not. Well, I want someone to talk to. Well, get on the phone and call somebody. He's working. Oh, help me. I'm going to give you my opinion and I may catch it. What was the guy that went overseas? He was a sniper, Kyle. Chris. His wife started complaining because he was doing what I think God called him to do. And she brought him home to be safe. You're not safe out of the will of God. I don't care if you are in Texas. It's my opinion. I didn't get that out of the Bible. There are times God will call a man and do something. Billy Graham. Paul Young Cho said that his children call him pastor, not father. Because God used him. I'm going to tell you something. It's tough sometimes being a man because God will call you to do things and you may have to walk. That's what the wife is for. Be a mom. You're not less of a man because you're not at their place. I just smashed Hallmark. Where's my father? Honey, he's working so you can eat. Shut up. Come on, y'all. He's not getting off work and coming to your play at school. I'm sorry. God Almighty, help me, y'all. I mean, there's times I walk in there and I'm watching something on TV and I go, shut it down. I get up and leave the room. I go, that's stupid. (laughs) Help me with the rest of this, Father. I'm going to tell you right now. She's going, yes, please, Lord. (laughs) Ephesians 4.21. Let's read it. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, the truth is in Jesus, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You want to be a man? Put him on. 
You say, well, I feel like I'm putting on. You are. Put, put manhood on. Put righteousness on. You got dressed. Change your thinking. Change the way you think. Especially about yourself. No one is going to like you until you do. Treat yourself well. I was also, and I, I'm going to tell these stories. You remember when we went up to Jacksonville, Florida, and we were up there and they were, um, had a, I, and I please forgive me for the, I don't remember the name. What's the meeting you go to where they're, the legislatures are trying to pass a bill? Tallahassee. Tallahassee. I said Jackson, Tallahassee. I don't even know where the capital is of the state. In Tallahassee. And you get up there and there's a moderator that stands there and, and, and the pastors from Apopka came to voice their opinions about the bill on whether we should have to marry homosexuals. And I went up there for this bill, okay? My last name is Morgan. That's not Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot. That's way down. That's halfway down the list, right? That lady has been calling pastors up for a half of an hour, and all of them are, are what do you say when they, they wave? They wave. They're not waving. They wave. That means they're not going to say anything. Well, I'm sitting right here in this chair next to a pastor who's sitting right here in this one. And she said, Dr. Morgan, and I stood up. And the pastor next to me put his hand on my shoulder and said, sit down. Yeah, you're right, not me. I have a different image. And I looked at him and I said, get your hand off me. And this is going on in the We're having a fight. I said, get your hand off me. I'll speak if I want to. And don't you ever touch me again. And then I got up and took the pulpit. Who does Satan think he is? And they said, we never know what you're going to do. Right. I guess I scare every wuss there is. You know, listen, I understand all this. I told the Lord one time, I says, you don't want me to pastor. And that's why. My dad was a Marine Corps pilot, and, and I mean, I understand all this. You know, I don't even know how to spell gray. It's black or it's white. Let's, let, they don't, so this guy, you know, I just look at him, you get your hand off me. You get your hand off me. I don't know who you think you are. But just because you're going to sit here like a sissy, I'm not going to sit here like a sissy. And I'm going to make you feel bad that I stood up and you don't have the guts Get your hand off me. And I got up and I spoke and I said, and I, this is what I said. I said, when I marry people, it's me, it's the bride, the groom, and God. I said, God ain't coming to the wedding with two men. I'm in, I mean, I'm in the capital. And I said, and by the way, my conscience, I'm not doing it. If it's against the law, I'm not doing it. 
and I talked about the, you know, marriage. And you have to, you have to, when you're going to talk for a minute or two minutes, you got to really think about what you're going to say. And I sat down, and, I, and, and literally, Mary Fran looked and said, you led the charge. Somebody's got to lead a charge now. Somebody's got to step up to the plate. There's got, we need men in America again. And it start, it's, it's got to start in church. You can't even live for God. I don't know what you're doing outside of here. You can't live for God inside of here. You're in trouble. And I think it's time to start celebrating manhood. Yes. Amen. Okay. Put on the new man. Now, let me, let me show you this. Zechariah 3. I'm going to wear about out of time, and y'all are looking for another donut and coffee. Go to Zechariah 3. <laughs> I'm trying to do something, to men, and I want you to, this is all I'm trying to do today. If I can get the image of you changed into what God said, your life is going to be a whole lot better. You'll never step into your destiny until you change the way you think. And you've got to get your thinking from the Bible. Okay. And it's not a sin to do so. Zechariah, I still can't find it. It's somewhere in there. 3-1. It's one of them little skinny books. Now, here's a scripture where he is talking about Jesus. And if he's talking about Jesus, then he's also talking about you. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And I believe that this scripture is when Jesus rose from the dead and stood before God. And Satan stood at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? All the men in here say, that's me. That's me. All right, let's go to the next one. I'll show you something. Joshua was clothed in filthy garments and was standing before the angel. And he answered and spoke to those who stood before him. Take away his filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see, I have removed your iniquity and I will clothe you with rich robes. Men... He has clothed you in righteousness. Men, he has clothed you in righteousness. And he has placed you back in the position Adam had with God before the fall. You and I are to rule and reign in this earth in Christ Jesus. What we say goes... That is powerful. That is fatherhood. That's being a man. You're not a nobody. You're not on the bottom rung trying to become someone. Take your place in Jesus and see yourself that way. Now, nothing is going to change for you outwardly until something changes inwardly. You get the image from the Bible. When you mark these scriptures in your Bible and you start meditating on who you are, Satan's day of holding you in slavery is over. Can we talk about sickness for just a moment? 
You cannot go through life and just go to church and expect someone to pray you out of something in the hospital. You live by faith every day. The image that I am redeemed from the curse is developed over time. I am redeemed from the curse. I am not a slave to sin or sickness. And I will bow my knee to neither. That is an image that I have been building in me for years. I will not bow my knee to poverty and I will not bow my knee to sin. It's not something I did in the hospital. But when I got in the hospital, Satan jumped on the wrong man. I wasn't developing my faith there. Develop your faith every day through the word, through the image. The Bible is a book to straighten out your thinking. And when that's straight, your life straightens up. Well, this is awesome. Men, nothing is impossible to you. I am created in the image of God to be like him, to manifest him in human form. I am made for life, for love, for power, and prosperity. I am made by God for success and progress, for dignity and divinity. I am important to God. He believes in me. He needs me. I am a part of his plan. He loves me as much as he does anyone else. No human being on this earth was ever destined by God to crawl in shame, to cower in fear, or to be a slave to poverty, sickness, or sin. You were created to rule and reign in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Can you all see it? You getting it? Now, if you accept that, and you do, your days of, of, um, of being defeated are over. Your days of being defeated end. Victory is not something coming to you from the outside. It's something that starts inside and it comes from inside you. I am victorious everywhere I go. Because I, I, because I found who I was. Now, am I rooted in everything? No, I'm still, I'm still working on this. I haven't arrived at every bit of it, but I sure left where I was. The mindset when everybody told me, you're just an old redneck. I'm not an old redneck. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a man of God. God lives in me. I have the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ. I have dominion over angels. And over the ocean. And over seas and trees and dirt birds. When I go fishing, I catch fish. I tell them, hit it. 
I had a guy one time says, well, the engine don't run on my boat. What are you going to do? I said, I'm walking home. He laughed. I said, I'm not joking. God will get me home. When I go hunting, I tell the deer to come. Now, you ladies, don't pray against it. It won't work. You say, don't kill Bambi. I don't want Bambi. I just want his dad. Just bring your dad over here. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? This is fun. It's a fun way to live. Money? Come. What did Jesus do when he needed money? Come. That's, that's, that's a king. Business? Grow. Sickness? Go. Rebellion? Leave. You say, well, I tried it. Stop. You, you got to get it in you first. You're not just spouting what I said. You can get this in you. And when you do, everybody that gets around you is going to know you're not like everybody else you met. I'm going to tell you one more story. I was with Kevin McNulty and Dr. T.L. Osborne in Bonnerhill, Columbia. And Kevin stood up on the platform and started talking. And he came and sat down and T.L. looked at Kevin and said, don't you ever get up there and talk like that again. When you stand up there, you own this field. That's, that's, that's a man talking, king talk. He said, we own this field. You take authority. We will drive sickness. We will drive devils off this property. I went, ooh, that's how he did it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. He, T.L. Osborne treated himself like a king. Are y'all okay? Yes. Kenneth Copeland treats himself like a king. Men, it's okay. Starting today. Now, I didn't say go in debt to look like a king. That's a pauper. Now you're serving the bank. Call the money in. Are y'all all right? All you men stand up. We're going to read this together. I didn't say you had to be a father. I'm talking men. Say, I'm created in the image of God to be just like him. I manifest him in human form. God is in me. I am made for life, for love, for power, prosperity, success, progress, dignity, and divinity. I'm important to God. He believes in me. He needs me. I am a part of his plan. He loves me as much as he does anyone on this earth. I was not created to crawl in shame, to cower in fear, or to be a slave to poverty, sickness, or sin. I was created to rule and reign in Christ Jesus. And so be it.
Now, I just showed you who you are. You're not going to hear this from the world. You will never hear the world tell you this. But you find it in here. You begin, you just allow these words to sink into you today and let them change you. Let them begin to change you from the inside out. Once you change inside, circumstances can't change you. You put a light bulb in a dark room, it cannot put it out. Once this is in you, nothing can change you. You become a change agent everywhere you go and men will see it. When Joseph walked into Potiphar's house, he saw the dominion on him. When Jesus walked in to Herod, he saw dominion on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to kill you and put you in a grave. He said, that's fine, I'll come back. That's dominion. God gave this to you. This is the most valued thing you have this side of heaven is your sonship. You are men of God everywhere you go. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I have taken the word of God that I read from Psalm 8. What is a man that you're mindful of? I've preached it to the men that are in this church. Father, these are men. They're men of God. They're destined to rule and reign. And some of them, the devil has beat them and beat them and beat them. But not any longer. And I'm calling them out of that. And I'm calling them to a higher plane. To be the heads of their home. To be men of God. To set a standard everywhere they go. I thank you that everything they put their hand to shall prosper. And every devil in hell knows from this day forward who they are. And they know who they are. I ask that starting today, they become pregnant with this truth just like Andrew Walmack started finding this out changed his life just like Kenneth Hagin found it out it changed his life just like Kenneth Copeland found it out changed his life those are preachers but even a businessman can can learn this and and father God it will change everything he puts his hand to and I'm asking you to 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 increase this wisdom and knowledge in every one of these men and I say to you thank you for the men that come to this church, that live for Jesus, that are the heads of their home. And I bless them today. I speak blessing over them. I speak prosperity over them. I speak health to their body. And I come against with them everything that would try to take them out. For they are a victor everywhere they go. Like King David, that anointing is on them. But it's a greater anointing under the new covenant that nothing they face, no giant they face will take them down. They rule and reign everywhere they go. And Father, I give you glory and honor for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.